Are you new in the product management space? Or do you want to grow your product mindset? Welcome to Method and Madness of Products. I'm Manny, here with Stacy. We're two product leader experts who've been grinding and thriving in the industry for over a decade. We're here to help you learn the ropes in the product space. From different perspectives to insightful tips, we are your one-stop shop for product leadership. Let's, Let's dive, dive in. in. Hey everybody, welcome back. Um, this is Method and Madness of Product with Manny and Stacy. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about agile does not replace professionalism. Um, in other words, so what, what I like to call this is how to be a good corporate citizen. So Manny, I, I think you're the one that wanted to talk about this topic the most. Um, what are your thoughts on agile not replacing professionalism and, and what areas are potentially lacking there? Yeah, so <clears throat> I love this topic. I think it's something that isn't talked about enough. And as we shift, because um, we know in the world that we're in, we are managing and leading, you know, generations ahead of us, our same generation, and we're having cultivating younger generation coming in. And so um, recently, um, I had the opportunity to observe like some summer interns and I don't know if this is not covered in college or, you know, in like certs anymore, but it's like time, right? And it's like, once you get somewhere, like time still is like a currency. So yeah. if you're on... Like if if the meeting's supposed to start at this time, you're actually not just hurting yourself, but you're hurting the team by not either a showing up or b coming in late. And so, I don't know. It's like that is one of the stickler things that I have. I remember my basketball coach in high school always used to say like, "Hey, if you're 15 minutes early, you're on time, and if you're on time, you're already late." So, mm -hmm. it's like. How, how do you show up for your team with yeah. time? So like, that's my first point. So I'll pause there and see what you see what your thoughts are. But that's a pet <laughs> peeve of mine. Yeah, it is a pet peeve of mine too. And you know what's funny is I'm kind of obsessed with time in a way. Like I like trying to figure out how to make the most out of every moment in my day and how can I have the most impact in the hours that I'm going to be here today. And I even do it in my personal life. Like I'm getting up in the morning and I'm like, okay, I have time for this and my commute's going to take this long and I'm running on time. And I'm constantly rechecking that. And I think, um, you know, if you are late for a call, maybe another meeting ran over and that, you know, can't always be helped. But I have noticed that at organizations where meetings constantly run more than five minutes over and people are late, the culture is not as inclusive and is not as collaborative as at organizations that respect the top of the hour and are like, okay, we got to go. Um, it's just an observation that I've made. And I think, you know, being mindful of your coworkers' time and looking at their calendar when you're booking time. And if they have nine meetings today, don't book another call. They need that 30 minutes to take a break. It's overwhelming. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of consideration that we could put into time. And I, I think it's a telltale sign of a good culture versus a toxic culture. Yeah. And then um, I think about like just general rules of thumb, like, 
you know, like when you're creating your working agreement with your team and like how you interact with people and just being a human being like some stuff you don't have to just like like some stuff isn't even professional it's like are you a good human being like are you considerate and giving people an opportunity to speak or are you always cutting them off or belittling their contributions to certain things i just think there's like etiquette that is kind of got watered down from whenever i started in my professional career yeah, I totally agree. I had a coworker once who every call that we were on, I would say something and they would negate what I was saying. And then in explaining their point, come around to mine. <laughs> and <laughs> it was so frequent that it was like driving me crazy, but I didn't want to bring it up because it was such a weird thing to put your finger on, you know? And I think what was happening was they were just not completely listening to everything I was saying. It was almost like they just we're trying to work something out in their brain still. And, and, you know, actually to work better with that person, I ended up taking more pauses in meetings and giving time people to process things. Uh-huh. And that helped. But again, just being mindful of that and paying attention to those little things is really important because the little things are what make or break um, a working environment and working on a team and liking that team. Absolutely. And, you know, that just makes me think of like, <laughs> It was such a long time ago, but when we were together and oh, working, no. and <laughs> I think I know what you're gonna you called about. me, and you're like, Manny, I am livid. I'm like, what? What's, what's going on? Someone ate my freaking lunch. <laughs> like, people, you know what you brought for lunch. If you That's didn't so bring sad. that, why are you eating other people's lunches? <laughs> you know what's funny, too, is like I actually have some dietary restrictions and dietary needs. And it's not always easy to just run out and go get something that I can eat. It requires a lot of planning and research. And, and also, you know, if you eat my lunch, well, I was planning to work through my lunch because I didn't have time to go get it. So now I'm hungry all day because I'm in calls all day. So it's just like, wow, the ripple effect that that had, I wish I could have known who did that and talked to them and be like, you ruined my entire day. And I'm really hungry now. (laughs) Don't mess with my food. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember like saying wow and trying to hold back laughter because like I understood that about you, but like <laughs> it was funny, but it wasn't. And then I'm just like, like, how do you do that? Like, did you mistakenly like just open it, and just took the first bite, was like, well, I done messed it up now. I gotta finish it. <laughs> like, 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 how does that happen? Um, I don't know. I like Oh, like that kind of hurts my soul a little bit. <laughs> I know, I know. If someone goes to the time to create a lunch and bring it to work, that person planned ahead. Like, get out of here, you know? Oh my gosh, yeah, so, so funny. Yeah, see, things like that, you, you know, you can't replace that with Agile. Like, right? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you can self-organize. Yeah, you can time manage. But, like, eating other people's lunch. Mm-hmm. And showing um, up on time. It, we don't talk about that in Agile. Yeah, I know you're right. Um, and then, like, also, too, like, the, just, like, another thing, too, that I noticed, like, with Agile and, like, professionalism is, like, the word, like, micromanage feels like that's used against Agile. Like, if you... Like, I don't want to use the word, like, question, but, like, if you're just asking, like, how are you working so I understand how to best work with you and your ideas and mm-hmm. collaborate? And it's like, 
you know, <clears throat> are you micromanaging me? No. I just want to know, like, how I can engage with you. And so, yeah. like, I think, too, like, there's, like, this anxiety around, like, um, the best way to, like, the best thing to, like, or analogy that I can think of is, like, you know, I'm teaching my 17-year-old how to drive. Like, right? Well, she just got her license. Oh, but, like, no. I'm still, like, I'm still backseat driving when she's driving, even though she passed her license. But, wow. you know, when... Yeah. When one is first learning to do something and then, like, you give them advice, then they overcorrect. So, like, you know, I remember this one instance where, like, she took a turn too sharp. And the next time I was like, you know, hey, slow down. Don't take it as sharp as you did before because had a car been coming, you would have sideswiped them. Like, right. So now she's yeah. overthinking it and she overcorrected. Right. And she didn't take it wide enough. So, yeah, I think sometimes, like, with new methodologies, new experiments that you're trying in organizations, as you're coaching people through things, there's this level of overcorrecting when you bring up one thing and you're like trying to course correct it, but then they go far left. And it's like, no, yeah. I just want you to be in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think um, that's an interesting point, And I have absolutely seen that happen before. I think that's where aligning your conversation before you get into asking those questions can really help. Because if you if you don't give them context before you start, then they may be like, well, who is this person and why are they trying to figure out how I work? But if you're like, I just want to fit in here and I just want to work well with you, hopefully that can counteract their you know nerves or their hesitancy or their feeling that you're micromanaging them. Not always, but hopefully. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I don't know. I just think this is an interesting topic, and I think there's more examples out there. Um, I'd love to hear from others, um, and, and, and I hope this conversation, I know it's an uncomfortable one, but I hope this conversation sparks a lot of chatter when we release it in the comments, because, like, I think this is something that I think every product manager, every agilist, every scrum master, I think they struggle with how do you how do you address things that uh, that should seem as just regular professionalism like etiquette mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um within the team dynamic within the agile space without feeling like you're like really coming at the person in that manner when it's really like hey these things are kind of like the baseline before we even get into like agile and how we work as a team and things of that nature okay. so these are like behavioral type things that are just kind of like expected when you have a professional role yeah and i would love to hear from other people who have implemented this successfully and hear what they say to these teams and how they establish this baseline of professionalism on their team yeah, agreed. Especially like in this uh, work from home culture where we're all in shorts. <laughs> you can only see me from the neck up. So as long as the collar is showing, so it's all good. <laughs> I legit had someone stand up on a call once in boxers over the pandemic. No joke. Stop it. No, no joke. And I always get fully dressed top down just in case I have to stand up to close my door or close the blinds so that's another thing right please put shorts on if you're joining a call don't wear your underwear it's okay even if they're basketball shorts just shorts mm -hmm. please yeah just cover it up cover it up because 
because I will be recording and that will end up on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, one other thing, too, that I can think about on this topic is, um, and it kind of goes back to making the most of people's time, but taking notes when someone is explaining something to you or training you on something people who have taken notes before I find that then they don't ask me the same question over and over again. Mm. And I've actually tried to counteract that now with people that I'm training, especially if they're a little bit on the younger side or less experienced side, I'll be like, Oh, you know what? This is pretty important. You should probably write this down. And I try to say it in the nicest way possible, but people who can't be bothered to write their own notes down when I'm telling them something. And then they ask me again and again, I'm like, Oh, you know what? You're wasting my time. Exactly. Yeah, that's just another kind of like, especially when you're getting trained or you're getting new instructions, like you should always be taking notes. Um, Yeah, definitely. And while we're on that topic, it kind of goes with that. When you're in these roles, you should be leaving a framework and blueprint behind because, you know, I don't know about you, but I do expect to hit this powerball one day. (laughs) So... (laughs) So when I leave, I don't I don't, I don't want to leave my teammates high and dry. You know, I like to keep things documented. Okay, this is how I do this. This is the framework for this. So I think that too in Agile, because we kind of got rid of the requirements documents, like the big yeah. business functional, non-functional documents that we used to do on Waterfall. Um, and we replaced it with things in different systems like JIRA, for example, and it's not as detailed. So like sometimes you need those extra processy documents, um, working agreement and stuff on like a SharePoint site f- so that the team can refer back to them and, and things that keep you grounded as a team. And that just comes back to just like having forethought of like, if someone was to come in and need to step in and fill this role for a duration of time and keep the team going, what have you done to help set that person up with, for success? Yeah. You know what's funny is um, the place that I just started at does a really good job of that. I don't know who is writing all of these things down. There's so many teams <laughs> and there's so many people, but they have a, a PMO there, and I think they're the ones that are recording most of these activities. Mm. But you can go onto a, a team's Confluence page, and you can literally see when they meet, how long they meet for, what they talk about. Um, you oh, know, the, wow. the typical scrum ceremony right, right, right. they do, the planning and all of that. But then also how issues are escalated and how they work together and where they communicate. And they have recorded that. So it feels like since I'm brand new, I've only been here a week, but I've found all this documentation and I feel like I've been there longer. Mm-hmm. And and that's how it should be. So I've really, that's really good to, to hear that. And that's, that's some of the stuff that I've been implementing at different places that I was at. Like, where's the repository going to be? Um, the importance and stressing of like documentation of like new processes and, and when key decisions were made. Because um, mm-hmm. it just helps you understand like the history of where you were and how you got to where you're at so that you're at least not coming in and making decisions that put you right back where you were. Yeah. And I think you raised a good point about documenting those key decisions that tells a story of how the product came to be. And Mm -hmm. if you're stepping in and the product already exists, it's impossible to like know any of that. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's really awesome to, um, to have that written down and be able to see at a glance all of the important things because then you can just get up to speed so much faster. Absolutely. And then have context in your decision making. 
Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah, I think this was a really great discussion. Thanks for joining um, yeah. today. And, you know, I've been very passionate about this. This came up in some of our brainstorming sessions as we were coming up with topics. I was like, we had to add this for season two. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you mentioned the lunch thing, now I understand. And <laughs> <I> agree. <laughs> Don't so, do anyone else's lunch, you guys. Never do that. Don't do it. <laughs> well, thanks. Thank you, listeners, for listening. We're, we are definitely interested in hearing your thoughts on these topics or if you have a specific uh, uh, story you want to share in the comments. So um, we'd really like to, to hear from you. And I'm sure to lead into other discussions and other topics we could bring up here. So. Hope you enjoyed and learned as much as we did from this episode. If you haven't yet, follow us on all of our social media platforms for more awesome and insightful product leadership discussions and content. Check out the description for the links. Don't hesitate to message us with any comments, recommendations, or questions. We'd love to hear from you. Looking forward to our next discussion. Until, Until next, next time. time.